Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You're about to arrive to the right place. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Ellen and Aaron Sports Podcast. Are you ready for it? Now, here is Ellen and Aaron. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. So glad to have you aboard with us tonight. Pleasure to have this show. Pleasure to have you listening. Definitely wanted to thank you. It's now July 22nd, 2022. Want to go ahead and begin our show by letting you know that this is Allen. My better half, which is Aaron, unfortunately, is on vacation. We wish him safe travels on the way back. He's flying back from Denver, and he's going to be in Orlando late tonight. So definitely wish him and his family safe travels. Aaron will be back with us next weekend, but the show must go on, and we're going to have a great show for you tonight. I want to first thank our great sponsor, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. So delicious and addictive, you may need a support group. So definitely thank you, Chef G. Go to FloridaBBQ.com, F-L-B-B-Q.com. Get yourself some of that Chef G's great Florida barbecue sauce. And he does have honey mustard. You won't be disappointed. So we're going to go ahead and kick off tonight's show. And we're going to go ahead and begin with our very first call of the show. Let me go ahead and bring him on now. How are you doing so far tonight? How are you feeling? Okay. All All right. Great to hear from you. Yep. Always a pleasure. And, How you been? And do you think it's and do you think it's supposed to be a quiet week in the sports world? Yes, again, it's been anything but that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I was thinking that it was going to be a tough week to get content because you had the home run derby and you had the All Star game in the beginning of the week. But a lot of stuff has happened yep. the last few days. Yeah. First, and especially foremost, because. Yep. Go ahead. There's uh, you know still free agency going on. In the NBA and the NHL, there's been a lot in just the last 24 hours. Yeah, that's the thing about the sports world. When you think nothing's going on, something splashes, you're right. You got the signings coming up. And speaking of signings, yep. Kyler Murray inked a, a huge mega deal. Yeah. Would you have thoughts on that, on that size of a contract and that deal? Not worth it. Not worth it. Not for him. Yeah, I, I don't want to be the guy that's, you know, kind of the stick in the yeah. mud and rain on someone else's parade, but I have to be fair yeah. in my assessment. And I was really surprised that they gave him that much money and that much money guaranteed just because he is a good quarterback, but he hasn't proven himself to be an elite quarterback. The type of money no, you hasn't. gave Yeah. The type of money you gave him is elite, elite money. And it was really shocking. I mean, I thought it was a desperation move that they just went ahead and pulled the trigger. I, mean, I think it was desperation, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I just think um, it was a desperation move. I know that yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is in hot water. You know, he has a six-game suspension. And I just yeah. think that they wanted to make sure that they had at least one super – you know, I wouldn't consider him superstar, but he's on the rise. And he's very popular Speaking in Arizona. Suspension, well, Deshaun Watson gets suspended. 
you know, that's another thing. I don't know what's taking so long to make a decision. Like, to me, it's like, okay, we all know at this point, you know, most people, the consensus is he's guilty. You know what I mean? I mean, 25 plus women, I'm sorry, are not going to all lie about your behavior. And it's to show the pattern behavior. To me, it's like, okay, make your decision. He said he's going to contest it no matter what it is. But mm-hmm. for me, it's, this is taking too long. Make your decision, yeah. stick with the decision, and just ride it out. If he fights it, he fights it. I'm thinking what's, what's appropriate is a year suspension, and if he does fight it, and worst case scenario, you have to knock it down, you knock down the suspension from a whole season to maybe 12 games or 10 games. But I, mm-hmm. I think you go for a whole season. What are your thoughts? I would say um... – the full season, because after all, you know the the crimes he committed, you know, and twenty five women against him, uh, that I think is enough for a serious suspension. But you know, some always saying uh, two games, some always saying uh, four games or whatnot. I would I would think it had because this is you know something I need to take very lightly. So I would think you uh, would have to suspend it for a longer period of time. Yeah, Lou, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I definitely think you're going to have to come down with the hammer and setting a president an example not to have this type of behavior. Because if you give a year suspension, someone's going to think twice about putting themselves in that position. You give a four-game or six-game or eight-game suspension, I just I just don't think the crime – I don't think the penalty fits the crime. I think this is a very egregious attack. Yeah. And I, I'm very disappointed in Texans. It seemed like they were condoning this type of behavior. You know, and – I think a year a year suspension is appropriate. I, I would just wish that they would just kind of make their decision and just get it over with. This fact that it's dragging on this long is ridiculous. But, yeah, that, that was a, a big, big deal for Kyler Murray, you know, and Kyler Murphy with that big deal. And, man, I, I'm really shocked. I'm really shocked. Much money, but, you know, Power to him. Also, you know, Tampa did style sign Kyle Rudolph for Tampa Bay to replace Gronk. What are your thoughts on them getting Kyle Rudolph? Well, I'll say one thing, but um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's not going to be the same team. It's not going to be the same, you know. Well, the, the Gronkinator. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's going to be a tougher road for Brady because he's going to have to do it without, you know, he did it without Belichick, but he did have Gronk. And now he's going to, to do it without yeah. Belichick and Gronk. I still wouldn't rule out the fact that Gronk may not, might possibly come back later in the year. I think it's a long shot, though, from what I'm hearing from him. I don't think does, so. I don't think so either, but I, I just think that, I wouldn't say it's – I would say it's it's a 95% chance that he's not coming back, but there is a 5% chance that he could. You know, he might – you know, when the season starts, he might miss the first game or two and feel like get that itch again to play and then start getting ready to play maybe later in the season, midway. So I would say it's about yeah. a 5% chance he comes back, but I, I, I'm pretty, pretty certain that by them getting Kyle Rudolph – they're pretty much preparing that he's not coming back. Yeah. 
So what is your you got cooking this weekend? Oh, let's see. Where do I begin? Uh, of All course, right. we got we got extensive baseball coverage. You know, we're covering the Homeland Derby, um, the All Star Game, which I think could have used a little bit more offense. To be honest with you, that was the only disappointment. Uh, the draft. But, no, I'm not going to cover all 20 rounds of it, so forget that. That's not going to happen. Yeah, that's um, a lot. Well, yeah, I, I, we can't do the, the whole show to that. Um, cover the um, last of the NBA Summer League, which happened this week, which I'm not happy about, the end result. And thank you very much, you dirty no good. Also, the Supporting the U.S. women's soccer team, which I think you'll find uh, surprising. And for those of you with special interest, the winners of the ESPY Awards. All right. Yeah. So yeah. that was hosted by Steph Curry. So yeah. what did you think? The, the, only reason, the only reason why he said he would uh, want to do it is because he wanted to pre- present himself. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was his joke. The only reason why I agreed to host is how I thought I could present myself if I win. Mm. <laughs> what a dope. Yeah, sometimes some of these athletes, they try so hard to be cool that they say something that's not cool. Yeah, I, I think I get it. That was, just, that was just too weird. Even for him, that was just too weird to say it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, props to Steph Curry. He's been having a great month. I saw him hit. In eight, yes. in golf, he got, you know, the one day. Yeah, I mean, he was playing in a golf tournament, and, you know, he hit a ball in the fairway, and then the next shot he hit a hole-in-one. It wasn't a par three hole-in-one, but it was a in the fairway. You know, I guess they call it hey, a look, eight. a hole-in-one's a hole-in-one. But that was, that, was, that was remarkable, and he got to host the ESPYs, and he won the MVP the finals MVP and the finals. So he's been rolling, you know, this last month, month and a half. Yeah. He's, you know, so props to Steph Curry. What do you think of the ESPYs? Well, um, you know, I did like the speech, you know, that was, that uh, Diggy V um, got, but a lot of it was, you know, especially the opening number, that was like just dumb. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. They had they had moments and uh, their um, their presentation of I think was what Title Nine, um, you know that you know because that was a bit that was very controversial in its day too and you know they uh, you know represented uh, Taylor very well, so you know you take what you take what you can get, but like I said the opening number was just plain dumb. <laughs> Not a good start. No. But. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised at some of the outfits. You know, I thought Russell Wilson, his you know Sierra's usually dressed classy. I thought you know it was just way too much over the top stuff. But that's what the SVs are about now. It's it's about making headlines and splashes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, so you're gonna talk. About- yeah, you, you try to make it a little too flashy, and that's what that's what can throw it off. I agree. So, yes, you're going to be talking about that. Because then you'll make it trashy. Yeah, I agree. You know, got to keep it classy, not trashy. Right, that you don't want. (laughs) Yeah. 
Anything else you want to talk about during the show? Um, unless I think I've uh, unless I missed anything. And just when you thought July was going to be a quiet month, ah, not so fast. Yeah, I did not. I didn't think it was. You know, July is one of those type of months. You're right, where football is getting warmed up. Baseball, you have the break. Basketball stops. So it is a month that, you know, you can get a, a little dry. Yeah, there's been a lot of stuff going on. I was a little has been. I was a little actually trying to make sure I didn't miss anything for the show for tonight to make sure I got everything in row because a lot of stuff happened this week. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss any details. But a lot Yeah. A lot has happened. Yeah, there has there has been a lot. And there's even been some uh, wrestling news that I think uh if you're a WWE fan, you might want to call in this weekend because uh, this might this might come as a shock to some of you, but to some of us, uh, maybe not so much. Yeah, I did see that, and just so the you know, let the yeah. audience know, Vince McMahon did announce today at the age of 77, I believe he is now, that he is retiring from WWE. I, I'll tell you this right now: I was not surprised, and. There was rumor to believe that that was going to happen uh, earlier uh, earlier this year, so I'm not surprised. And he's not really in the best of health either, so that's another factor. So I know everybody's thinking, "Oh, this is a, a major surprise." Uh, no, not really. Yeah, I I totally agree with you, Lou. I'm I wasn't surprised at all. Yeah. His health, his no. health. Plus, he's had these. He's had a pay. And he's had these allegations that have come up over the last month. So that's been the killer right there. I think that had more to do with anything than than anything else. I think yes, yeah. those other facts are important. But I know Vince McMahon. He's a that guy's a worker. He's he's a, he's a go go type of guy. Meaning, right? He he would be like Warren Buffett if he could. But I think these allegations had something to do with his retirement. I, I firmly but believe. But I don't want Warren Buffett though. Yeah, there's only one Warren Buffett, but I was just trying to say Thank that God. Vince McMahon is the type of guy that will just keep going and going and going. It's his company. Yeah. He loves promoting himself. He loves promoting the business. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I don't see that. I, I think there's a lot, like you said, I think there's a lot more behind the scenes that's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think these allegations, and he, he had to settle recently for like $4 million. So I think that's that that has a lot to do with it too. Yeah. But time will tell, you but, know. So, yeah. And you know he might come back out of retirement. You know his health is fading, but um, he looks good for his age. He looks good for his age. Yes. You know, but. But yeah. uh, I wasn't. I'm. I'm still not surprised at them at all. I don't know what else is thinking, but it it doesn't surprise me. No, it didn't surprise me either. It really didn't. I, I was just no. a little surprised at the timing that it was. It was kind of soon after the allegations. You, I, I would figure he would have let it kind of ride itself out a little bit longer. But I, yeah. I, I'm not surprised. No. Anybody who is, I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised. But, yeah, so you got a great show coming on Saturday. Make sure you 
Call in to the Enhanced Vote Show. That's tomorrow. 512-543-4662. I'll repeat that again. 512-543-4662. That's right. Between 5 and 7 Eastern Standard Time Zone tomorrow, Saturday, the Enhanced Sports Show with a great, great friend, Lou, 512-543-4662. And it's 512-543-4662. Make sure you support Lou and you call in. He has some great topics to talk about. So definitely you'll find something that you can can rap about. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a great show. So, yeah, Lou, so definitely continued success and I, we really appreciate you here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Thanks a lot. Anytime. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you calling in. Yeah, that's a great buddy. Lou, make sure you guys call in tomorrow to the show, 5 to 7 Eastern Standard Time Zone. Yeah, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about Kyler Murray. That is a big deal. I agree. I don't think that he really was deserving of that type of contract. It's a big contract, but with that type of contract and him getting paid that much money, one person that's real happy about this is Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson should be happy because Lamar Jackson statistically is is better than Kyler Murray. For one, Lamar Jackson has a playoff win. Kyler Murray got blown out, completely overmatched in his first over his first playoff game, Lamar Jackson won his one, you know, it did take him a few tries, but he did end up winning a game. His team usually has a very, very good record. Lamar Jackson also has an MVP underneath his belt and statistically he's just much better. And he's getting better and better that of Lamar Jackson. So with that type of contract that Kyler Murray's gotten, you know they're gonna have to just break the bank with Lamar Jackson, because it's only fair. And Fat Joe said it best with uh, that signing of Kyler Murray today. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Yesterday's price is not today's price. That's right. Yesterday's price is not today's price. So having said that, Lamar Jackson should get a very, very nice contract when his time is due. He's deserving of it. He's been getting paid very little, but he's going to get back pay times 15. So ups to Lamar Jackson, continue doing what you're doing, show up, which he has done already for OTAs, have a great year, make sure that you do your thing, and you're going to get a fat contract. So um, we're going to go ahead and with Kyle Rudolph, I just think that that is a security blanket for Tampa. I think that Kyle Rudolph is not Gronk, but he will be formidable for the, you know, for the for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Another thing about it is, it's a move that the Bucks is good that they did make because if Gronk doesn't come back midway or throughout the season, you have somebody to take over. I think if Gronk really wanted to come back. He could come back ready to play, and he was ready to go. Maybe close to midseason, I think Tampa would find a way to fit him in and give Kyle and Rudolph kind of split reps. So that will be seen. I don't think, like I was telling you earlier, 
unfortunately, love as much as I love to see Gron come back. I I think it's it's more. I would say ninety percent he does not come back. Ten percent he does. But you just never know if someone gets the itch. I've seen it happen. And I wanted to shift gears about all the home run derby and the results. You know, it was actually a very fun home run derby. You know, sometimes they could be dry, but it was very entertaining. I love how the guys were cheering each other guy each other on. They were into it. You know, one of the cool things that are understated is that now they allow you to take a little time out. So let's say you get a little winded, you can take a time out, take a little 30 second breather and continue. Another cool thing that they did with the rules is your time first swing. So that's good. And I thought it was it was well done. If you are a person that can hit the ball far, at least as from a strategic point of view, you want to hit at least two home runs and go 440 yards in your round because you get an extra 30 seconds. And that extra 30 seconds can make it much easier for you to beat your competitor versus let's say you just make the fences and you don't get that bonus 30 seconds, you're going to have to crank out a lot of home runs to make up for someone else getting an extra 30 seconds. So I, I thought that was fair. I thought Albert Pujols did great. He did fantastic to, to at least make it to the second round. He did very good in his last round, but I just could tell that he was getting tired and that fatigue was wearing on him. And with the young guy he was competing against, you just knew that he could just keep swinging a bat forever. And that's just, hey, that's his father time, you know. I think Albert Pujols is going to have a great career and a most better career than a lot of players, but when it comes to home run derby, it's just tough for someone up in age to, without having that young gun spirit, to continue to hit that many home runs round after round after round. And guys are averaging at least, I would say if you wanted to make sure you went to the next round, not even winning the the last round, but at least you'd had to hit, I would say, at least 18. You know, he got by by getting team, but realistically – Guys are averaging 18 to 20 to kind of advance to the next round. So it's not a shoe-in, and it's very competitive. So I was, it was entertaining, and I enjoyed it a lot. So props to the Home Run Derby. And, you know, we're going to continue a bit with baseball. One of the things that also I wanted to go ahead and, and give uh, props to was for Julio Rodriguez. He was the one who ended up winning. And, you know, it was, it was, he did a, he did a great job. He did a great job. You know, it just, um, Juan Soto did a fantastic job in winning the home run dirty. And, you know, one thing about the advantage that he did have is that he created it last year. So a lot of time when you're in the home run derby, you kind of figure out your rhythm, what works, and he, he, he won this year. Julio, Juan Soto won, but I would have to give props to Julio Rodriguez. He came up runner-up. He was the first year doing the home run derby. That would be Julio Rodriguez. Juan Soto last year was his first year. He ended up winning the second year. So Julio Rodriguez, watch out for him. 
following year because now you get a chance to see what it's like. But Juan Soto won it. Congratulations to Juan Soto winning the 2022 Home Run Derby. Yes, so we're going to continue with baseball. I wanted to discuss something I've never done in my entire life, but I I would have to say it, it met its expectation when I finally did do it, and that was going to Wrigley Field. I've always been intrigued with Wrigley Field and going there as a fan, a baseball fan. You know, I just think it's, there's a lot of history in that ballpark. Not only that, you know, it's it's a unique ballpark. They have ivy in the on the center, you know, the walls. No other field has that. It's one of the older stadiums that are still around. You know, they've done a great job of of updating it, painting, you know, adding additions to keep it modern. But it is a stadium that's been around for now, you know, over a hundred years. So. Props to the Cubs for, for keeping the stadium, and it just it just has a lot of history to it. And it, it didn't disappoint. You know, when I came there, you know, just to give you an idea, it was, you know, you get a chance to go to Gallagher Way, which is right outside the stadium to the left of it. There was, you know, Ernie Banks, and there was some great Cub players that you get a chance to take pictures of their monuments and that was really cool. And they were just uh, you know, little little monuments. These are full statues that you get a chance to see and, and take pictures of. I definitely had to take a picture of the sign, you know, outdoor sign, which is really, really cool. And um they have Ron Santo, a full size Ron Santo, sweet swinging Billy Williams, Ferguson Jenkins. Fergie, and my personal favorite, Andy Banks, Mr. Cub. It was just a really cool experience to go ahead and see that, take a picture of that. You can see that on our Facebook page at Alan and Aaron. And I did something else. I went ahead and took a picture of the seat and chair of where Steve Bartman had his incident. And not only did I take pictures and, and sat in a seat, which I didn't post up yet, and the reason why is because I'm going to give you guys a nice video vlog that I'm going to be doing in the next week or two of my experience at Wrigley Field. Not only that, I'm going to have some pictures and some additional videos that I took at the ballpark. So you'll have, you'll get, you won't, I won't be repeating the same information I'm giving you now, but it'll be a great insight. Definitely something you want to see, check out, you know, and I'm going to be posting that to our Facebook page as well. So when you get a chance, please look out for that video. And I'll be talking about, give you my thoughts on Steve Bartman and everything there. And uh, it was, it was a great experience. I will let you know that I did post on Facebook that Vince Vaughn saying, take me out to the ball game during the seven inning stretch. I thought that was really, really cool. You know, I wanted to get a picture of Vince Vaughn. I'm not going to lie to you. And the cool thing about Vince Vaughn is that he's a Chicago native, and he came and sang the song, which, you know, that's something that I learned about Vince Vaughn. I love his movies, a big fan of his movies. I really wanted to get a picture with him. 
I was with the family, and when I seen where he was at, I was like on the other side, so it would have been a hustle and bustle to get to that side. And since I was with the fam, and it was a situation where I was like, eh, it just wasn't meant to be. I just had to let it ride. I wish I did run into him though to at least attempt to get that picture with him. But I got a, I took a picture and I posted on our, our Facebook page of him verifying that he was there. And that was a really cool, cool experience that Vince Vaughn was there, you know, and, you know, supporting the team. I got to give the Cubs fans a lot of credit. You know, they were at the beginning of that game tied for last place. And they were like flip-flop between last and, and, and 15 games out of it, you know, out of first place, they were flip-flopping between being in last place and being second to last place. But you know what? They still drew 34,000 people on a Saturday night game, which is amazing. And I was saying, you know, that shows you how much history and how much, you know, the Cubs are known for level losers. That's evidence of it right there. You know, you had 34,000 people on a team that's, you know, 15 games out of first place, tied for last, and flip-flopping between second and last, but yet people showed up strong. It had, you know, it was like saying to myself, man, it'd be nice if the Rays can do the same thing. And the Rays have a much better record. And not only that, they've had a much better team, you know, winning-wise than the Cubs. And my family asked me, why is that the case? And I said, well, the Cubs are known as a big draw in Chicago. It really doesn't matter what their record is. They're going to have a big draw. You know, they're very they're talking about popular team. People, they call them the lovable losers. So regardless of whether they're in first place or last place, they're still going to have, you know, a lot of people come into the game. When we came into the, to the ballpark, we got there real early. And our game was actually a doubleheader game because the Friday night game, the Friday, I'm sorry, afternoon game was rained out. They pushed it to Saturday night's game, so they had to play a doubleheader. When we got there early, since the first game went to extra innings, we ran into the crowd that was leaving. And, man, there was a, it was a mob of people. It was a mob of people that was coming out when we were coming in. That's just, so I got to give the Cubs props for, for doing their thing and having that type of attendance. And I hope the Rays one day can do that. In other baseball news, I got a chance to watch the first two episodes of the documentary, The Captain. For those who don't know, that's starring, starring Derek Jeter, the captain of the Yankees at the time playing shortstop, number two, Derek Jeter. Now, I will have to – I'm going to do also a video vlog of my review of the document when it's done. I will tell you a lot more details and information at that point. But I'm going to let you know that right off the bat, you know, this, this is only two out of seven. I, I was impressed. I, I found this to be very, very good documentary. It was well done. The first two episodes were fantastic because, you know, Derek said it in, in the first two episodes, he said it that he was not going to give headlines. And he was not going to do that to, to give distractions and create distractions on the field. And I understand that. I completely understood that. 
But a lot of times by doing that, you become kind of mundane and a little boring because you know that you're just giving the company response and it's a lot of dry comments. It was really, really nice to see Derek be Derek and to kind of like let the guard down a bit and let people know what's really, truly going on. That was surprising to me that he, he was willing to, to kind of open up, so to speak, in a good way. And I really thought the first two episodes were great. You know, I didn't realize that how he it came about of him getting drafted and how he felt about being number six. You know, it was kind of cool to see that. I don't want to spoil all of the uh, documentary for those who haven't watched it. But it was really cool to see that. And, you know, we had a former guest on here, Daryl Strawberry. I did want to kind of let you know that, you know, props to Daryl Strawberry for helping Derek in his career. And also not only that, man, he had he had his back during that brawl, man, <laughs> against Benitez. And, I, you know, I kind of forgot about that incident, and that was a big deal. And props to Dow Strawberry for, you know, being a real team player. He, he, like he said, if, if Joe Torrey didn't come in the dugout to go get him, he'd be still fighting right now to this moment. But, you know, it, you know, you got a chance to see that. In my thoughts on something that was really eye-raising, and that was Alex Rodriguez's comment about a picture that Derek took with him where Derek, for those who haven't seen the picture, Derek has in a playful joking way has Alex in a headlock. Derek is kind of standing up and he has Alex in a headlock who's a little bit below him. You know, I looked at it as just being a fun picture between two friends, two guys who play the same position. They have their camaraderie, you know, Two peers, they competing, but they're still friends. Derek and his ego and his self-centeredness looked at it as like, why is Derek above me and I'm the better player? He, I should be above him. And he delved so deep into this. And then in the documentary, he tried to lie and backtrack out of it. But I believe, I know Derek, I mean, I'm sorry, I know Alex and Alex's kind of ego. Yes, you know, I can see Alex saying that, you know, he, he, yeah, he did that. You know, yes, he would let his mind fester and, and beat up his head of looking at something in a different lens than everyone else from a self-centered egotistical way. Case in point, you know, he broke up with J-Lo. They're kind of the same. J-Lo and A-Rod kind of the same. They have that kind of that ego. It has to be about me type of thing, that streak in them. J-Lo, you find out years later that she had an issue and she called it herself, quote, quote, the dumbest idea ever to be a co-host, co-star with Shakira on the Super Bowl. Most people who would be on the Super Bowl as a co-host or co-feature would be more than happy with that because you have millions of people, millions upon millions of people watching you so, yes, you might be in a team concept, but you're still getting your shine, a lot of it. But it's not good enough for J-Lo or A-Rod because they're not the center of attention. It's not about it's, – it's singular, not two people, you know, and that's what 
what the issue is about A-Rod. I think A-Rod is, I agree with him, he is a better player than Derek. And he has more physically gifted than, than Derek. But Derek is better at winning. And that's what it comes down to. He's better at leadership and winning versus being an individual, having great stats. And in fact, I'm going to talk a lot more and give a lot more delve into this more on my video vlog and break it down for you more. But I'm loving what I'm seeing. So definitely check out the captain. I did, there was a question, is it worth watching? I would say it is definitely worth watching. Now, I am, I would say biased because, number one, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a Yankee fan. I've seen Derek Jeter a lot during, you know, spring training. Same with Alex. And we've had Daryl Strawberry on our show. So a lot of the people in question, I know. However, I mean, I don't know Derek personally and A-Rod person, but I've seen him enough quite a few times and heard the interviews to kind of get an idea of what type of person I, personnel I'm dealing with, what's fact and what's fiction. Having said that, I do think even if you're not from New York, even if you're made from a competitor like Boston, you can get a lot out of this documentary. And what you can get out of it is the mindset of being a winner and the mindset of having a dream and not letting it go. Also, the mindset of having a great support system and why that's so important. And also, you can get something out of it of how that if you do get that opportunity, how to maximize it and also how to thrive and how not to get off topic when you are having success. And also, the great thing about this documentary, it showed that Derek was a work in progress. You know, I, I thought that, you know, he had it pretty much going his whole career. No, he struggled in the beginning part of his career pretty poorly, and he had a couple of breaks that went his way where he didn't get set down, and also he had a couple of breaks for him to actually get the opportunity. Sometimes in life, if you keep going through the struggles and your mind is telling you to quit, but you fight against that as hard as you can, you keep going, that extra one step you take can be your opening to a wonderful opportunity. That is something that reinforces I've already seen in this documentary. So I would say it is worth watching, especially if you have somebody who, you know, kids, the, they did say a warning as far as language. I felt as if the language wasn't bad at all. There was a couple of curse words, which wasn't bad, far from Tom Brady's type of stuff. My son even asked me to watch Tom Brady's documentary. I told him, no, in the arena, I will not allow my son to watch because it's too much, too vulgar language. I felt as if, which I'm going to give you my vlog on that too. But having said that, I do think it's worth watching The Captain. I haven't watched all seven episodes. I watched the first two. That's all that's out right now. And I would say it is, you will get some value out of watching this especially if you have kids or you have a dream that you want to chase after it'll reiterate to keep going forward. So definitely check out the documentary. I will give you a full blog on it. I'll try to keep it my review around 10 to 12 minutes, but I definitely want to give you a lot of details about it and I'll go a lot more in depth about it. And that's going to be coming out soon. And that's coming up 
down the road. That's something I want to let you and the listeners know that I'm going to start releasing on our Facebook page and YouTube. You can follow my YouTube channel at Alan, A-L-A-N, space Alford, A-L-F-O-R-D. If you haven't done so already, I really appreciate you if you have. And I'm going to start putting out video vlogs my reviews of documentaries. I've watched a lot of documentaries. I think, you know, I would let you know, yes, you know, if you do watch my review, some parts might be spoiled. I will give you that disclaimer, but it would be great for you to get the review and I'll give you a lot of information, my thoughts on it, and kind of review it and give an honest review of it and you get a chance to see that. That's going to be coming up soon. And um, now we're going to kind of switch gears and talk about Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley has been rumored. This is just a rumor, and it's just been kind of like maybe thoughts or maybe little chatter that Charles Barkley is entertaining a thought of going to live golf to be an announcer there. Now, with Charles Barkley, in order for him to do that, he more than likely is going to have to leave TNT, his basketball position, and on top of it, he's more than likely going to lose a lot of sponsors. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So I personally, you know, Charles is allowed to do what he wants. I personally don't think it's a good move for Charles Barkley to go to live golf. I would say going to live golf makes sense for maybe 80 to 85% of the people they're trying to recruit. 80 to 85% of those people, it makes perfect sense, and you probably should go to Live Golf for the opportunity that they're providing. That, however, is not the case for Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley has a sensational post-basketball career. He has a lot of fun on the TNT set. It's almost like he's not even working. Him and the fellas joke. They get paid. It's like a dream job. He travels. He still is relevant. So is Charles. Uh, so is Charles and also um, Shaq and the rest of the whole team. Ernie. On top of that, Charles Barkley gets sponsorships, Subway, Dicks. And he would have to really sacrifice all of that for, for Live Golf. And on top of this, so... You know, and then a lot of the stuff that he did, like even for the Lightning, even that relationship with the owner, that might be even in jeopardy by you joining Live Golf because, you know, it's almost like you got COVID when you join Live Golf. Nobody wants to be around you, no, want to know you. You know, it's just it's just ridiculous. But Charles Barkley got a lot of things going on on a positive thing. I think him joining Live Golf is going to be viewed negatively by the masses and he might get a check a big fat check but i think he's going to end up paying in another way credibility sponsorships opportunities there he's going to be kicking himself and you know i say 90 to six months into it he's gonna be kicking himself in in the pants saying i should not have just taken this this deal yes you know sometimes when you do things for money a lot of times it doesn't work out for you, the other guys that are on tour or or winning here and there, I think it makes a lot of sense for them. You know, they're not in the same position as Tiger Woods. It's guaranteed money. You know, 
a lot of guys, it makes sense. For Charles Barkley, I would advise him not to do it because it, you got too much stuff going on, too much great stuff. You got a great position where it's going. Don't rock the boat. Just keep doing what you're doing. You, you don't really need the money per se. I mean, it's nice to get extra money, but I don't think you really need the money. So you got great sponsors. I mean, it's great to be connected with Subway, Dick Sporting Goods. You know, I mean, that that's a lot. So I don't, I would recommend he not join Live Golf. And I know I haven't said that for everybody. Most guys I said, yeah, man, go ahead and do it. But I think in Charles Barkley's case, no, it's probably not the best thing for him to do. Think that hard over and over again. But, uh, you know, another great thing about the Allen and Aaron Sportsbook radio show is that I wanted to go ahead and thank every single person that has liked or commented on our page. You know, you guys uh, really do keep us motivated to go ahead and, and get out there. You know, when Aaron comes back, we're going to try to get some more, get back in the mode of things and the swing of things and getting some more guests back on the show. You know, I haven't had really the opportunity to ask as many people because this month, you know, the kids have been out of school. We've I've been on vacation. Also, Aaron has been on vacation, so it's been kind of those things. I don't want to add someone and tell them, hey, I'm on vacation now, you know. Now that we're back, I'm back this week. I'm going to be back next week. Starting August, things will get back to normal, and we'll start having our regular guests come back on the show. So that is something to look forward to. Let me give you our guest call-in phone number. Keep this handy so that when a guest comes on, you jump ahead first in line, 516-418-5572. Again, it's 516-418-5572. Five five seven two, and that's the phone number to go ahead and give us a call. Lock that in, and also, you know, one of the great things about the Ellen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show is we cover boxing news, and that's <laughs> so. You know, I would have to say I, you know, the fight with Ryan Garcia against Fortuna and my takeaway from that fight that happened last weekend is that Fortuna really isn't I was very disappointed in Fortuna's performance he came in he wasn't in shape he wasn't sharp you know he was very easy to hit I thought he would just throw some Hail Mary right hooks just out of the blue and once in a while he did catch Ryan but it was nothing sustainable you didn't have a good formidable attack you didn't throw good jabs, combinations. You threw one Hail Mary right hand. He was clearly out of shape. Very, a very poor performance on Fortuna's part. And, you know, Ryan Garcia did his thing. He was pretty much what we expected. He made Fortuna look easy. And this is what happens when you come in. You know, one of the things that I always say to people when I used to make speeches and people used to write this down it's a five piece of success. This will always be true in anything you do. And that is proper preparation prevents poor performance. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. 
you have to come in and be prepared. And I felt Fortuna was not prepared at all. He was grossly underprepared in this fight, and it showed, you know, not taking things away from, from Ryan Garcia. He did his thing. It just was just a one-sided thrashing, and it was very unprofessional on Fortuna to be that underprepared. I, I just thought Fortuna really made himself look poor. I am not interested in seeing any more Fortuna's fights after this. And having said this, I don't think Ryan Garcia is, is really ready to fight Tank Davis. I know he's been calling him out. I just don't think he's ready to fight him. I think I think Tank Davis is not is not Fortuna. And I think he's a smarter fighter. He's stronger. He's actually has more skills. So I think it's going to be a different ball game when he fights Tank Davis. But, you know, that's what they're calling for. And I think that's that's what it's going to be. The next fight is Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis. Having said that, I'm really disappointed, surprised in Floyd by telling Floyd, don't fight Tank, fight Devin Haney instead. And to me, I think Devin Haney is a much tougher opponent than Tank Davis. Tank Davis is not going to be a, a walk-in, and Tank Davis could beat Ryan Garcia. I will say that, and he could knock him out. But I think he has no chance against David Haven. Devin Haney, I apologize. He has no chance against Devin Haney. Absolutely no chance. Whereas him fighting Tank Davis, I would say he's got about a – Ryan Garcia has about a 25% chance of winning. I'd say 75% Tank, 25% Ryan Garcia. Maybe even 30%. But I just don't think – I'd rather take 30% odds or 25% odds versus maybe 2% odds. I don't think he has any chance of beating Devin Haney at all. Ryan Garcia I'm talking about. But I do think he has – you know, he has an outside shot of beating Tank. Tank needs to bring his A game. He needs to come in prepared. One of the big advantages that Ryan Garcia does have is he has height and he does have a long reach. So Tank is not on his game. He could lose that fight, you know. So, yeah, I haven't thought, thought about that a little bit more. I would say I'd give Ryan Garcia a 35% chance of beating Tank. 35%, 65 to 35. 65% being Tank wins, 35% that Ryan Garcia wins. And it should be interesting to see. I know they just inked the deal that Devin Haney is going to fight Cambosis later in this year in Melbourne. I think it is going to be a little bit closer fight than the first one, but I do think Devin Haney is going to win. But the same rules apply in the rematch, Devin Haney cannot take any round off. He cannot think that it's going to be a situation like the first time. He has to put that in his head. Think of it as a new fight. You are still fighting in the other man's country, so you cannot make this fight close. You have to come in and do – I would be coming with a, a goal to do even better than the first fight. And that's a question I actually would like to ask Devin Haney. Do you think, you know, you were very, very potent and very powerful against Cambosis the first time around? Do you think you could do actually better the second time around fighting him in his country? And are you concerned that, you know, let's say this fight is closer, and usually when you see somebody the second time, you would think it would be closer, assume it would be closer. Are you concerned that because it might be a little bit closer that, the judges may not see it that way. I would like to know 
his thoughts on those. We'll go ahead and keep you up to date if we get those answers. But yes, and um, definitely want to thank our great, great sponsor, Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce, for being our sponsor of the Allen Aaron Sports Radio Show. It is a true honor to have Chef G's Barbecue Sauce on board supporting our show, something we don't take lightly and are very, very appreciative of. So please check out Chef G's Florida Barbecue Sauce. You can go ahead and go to flbbq.com. And it's flbbq.com. Check it out. Get yourself a four-pack with the honey mustard. You are going to be floored. You know, I did say this before during 4th of July. I had all flavors out. I let people pick which one they wanted. I barbecued their chicken or ribs. You know, we had chicken or ribs here. And it was an absolute hit. You know, so people, four flavors, let you pick out which one you want. It was magnificent. So Florida barbecue, floridabbq.com, Chef G's barbecue sauce, so delicious and addicting. You may need a support group. We That's one guest that we're going to probably try to line up real soon is Chef G. And definitely we're looking forward to that. So keep posted on our Facebook page. That's Alan and Aaron. That's you know, facebook.com backslash Alan and Aaron, and they've connected to us. We're going to have some great content, great things coming on, always entertaining here, always great things and great fun to be a co-host. I am very honored to be a co-host of our show, the Alan and Aaron Sports Greater Show. I know Aaron feels the same way on that. Next weekend, well, next Friday, we're going to have Aaron back, and we're going to talk some more sports. We're going to see what's going on in the sports world, keep you up to date. And definitely I did want to apologize, but this came in later today. We wanted to give rest in peace to Dwight Smith, former Braves, you know, Dwight Smith, and we're going to go ahead and give a moment of silence for Dwight Smith. And it's a moment of silence for Dwight Smith. So definitely may he rest in peace. want to thank you guys for listening to the Allen and Aaron Sports Radio Show. Really appreciate you guys. Till we meet and see each other again and listen to each other again, you have a great weekend, great Friday night. Take care of yourself. Be safe and sound. And may God be with you. Thank you. Listening to the Evan Aaron Sports Talk podcast. <laughs> Subscribe and check us out on your favorite social media platform. Thank you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.